What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. Super stoked to have DistroKid supporting the podcast. They're the go-to for digital distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get music into Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts, they help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance. I really dig this company and I dig their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, artists, bands, DJs, performers, and any other creators that are recording music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. The best part about DistroKid supporting the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, which is absolutely huge, making their already affordable memberships even cheaper. So check out the link in the episode notes. I will put that there, or you can also find it in my link tree in my Instagram bio. Click that link and it will give you 30% off that sign up. Can't thank DistroKid enough for sponsoring the podcast. Let's start the episode. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that'll help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international level, helping strangers find the podcast. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do that. And wherever you're listening, hit subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify now, the podcast is there every week, as well as uh, the monthly playlist that I've been dropping every first of the month covering a pretty wide range of genres and uh, just trying to put people on to some some things I've been listening to that they may or may not already know about. I'll put the link in the episode notes so you can follow that there. You can you can hit follow on the uh, on the playlist as well so you know when the new ones pop into the feed and you can check out the Dan Cable presents YouTube channel and I'll put the links in the episode notes for the Dan Cable presents mugs and t-shirts. First round of t-shirts are being printed in this next week or two. So if you ordered one of those, expect those to be coming at you very soon. Stoked to stoked to get those out, and you can uh, you know you can keep ordering those. Help support the thing, or you can just hit donate on the on the website, thedancablepresents.com. That donate button. If you just want to donate some dollars and you know, pay for a, a month of some some podcast storage or, you know, donate for some new XLR cables. 
can always use some new gear around around this place, you know. But either way, I'm I'm mostly just stoked that you have tuned into an episode of this thing. If you're new to the podcast and uh, you tuned in because you're a fan of Johnny Hemsel, hopefully I'm saying that right, and uh, his a song catcher YouTube channel, this series that he's been doing for a while now, where he's going out to different spots and filming a singer-songwriter record one of their songs and doing it all across the country, a bunch of different locations, whether it's, you know, someone sitting in their van or sitting on a dock in the Pacific Northwest, standing in the middle of a field or near a highway. It's a, it's a great concept, and, and I think he has captured some some pretty rad moments on his YouTube channel and there is over 150 of these things to to check out so if you if you dig what you hear or the idea of this thing through this conversation I'm definitely going to play some some clips of some of the the tunes that Johnny has captured on his journey as as well as uh to kick off the episode um just encourage you to hit subscribe on Johnny's YouTube channel and I'll put the links for that in the episode notes as well and follow him on Instagram where he keeps people updated on new videos coming out or ones that have just been released and I enjoyed talking with him just about you know what sort of sparked this for him and hearing about some of his uh his maybe restless nature to be in one place and his ability to kind of adapt to to new situations but mostly it's just always inspiring for me to get to chat with somebody that's chasing down something that they believe in and and just going after it on whatever level they may be at that point it doesn't it doesn't really matter i just think it's cool to be in the company of those people and get to hear their stories of where they uh where they've come from and maybe the moments that have humbled them or uh you know have kind of defined their journey a bit and uh just what they've taken away from their their experiences thus far is uh always a cool opportunity so i appreciate johnny giving me some of his time to uh to talk about what he's been doing for this series and and what kind of got it going and uh cool to give the dude who's usually on the other end of the camera and um setting up these setting up these moments and and capturing him and giving him the opportunity to to speak upon that a bit i thought was really great so um we're gonna dive into it and if you are new what what i was trying to get to this roundabout way of doing it i'm sorry i i um i got really it's been a while i think since i've gotten this blasted this buttered before doing one of these intros and i've got some of uh some of that 420 weed left over and and i got a couple uh 
special items and, and it has sent me to the moon a little bit while uh, recording this. And uh, what I was trying to say was that if you're new to the podcast, I encourage you to go back and check out previous episodes. Uh, like I said, new ones coming at you every Friday, usually a conversation with a musician and uh, also drop in episodes of I Dig Records with my my cousin Bobby every other week and uh, we're just covering records that we like and, and ones that have impacted us heavy or maybe impacted the zeitgeist, whether we uh, agree with it or not and uh, doing the deep dive, listening to the tracks. Most recent one that we did was the Third Eye Blind self-titled album, the soundtrack to my formative years and a record that I absolutely love and uh, cool hearing my cousin's take on it who who didn't really know much about it other than the singles off the record, which is, I guess, a third of the record still. So um, that is there. Those I Dig records are coming out every other week, so you can expect one of those coming at you on Wednesday as we get into Flying Lotuses. Los Angeles, which is it just absolutely mind-bending record, and that dude is unreal. So that is that. Thank you for uh, sitting through this extra buttered intro of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Links will be in the episode notes so you can keep up with Johnny and the A Song Catcher video series. Make sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel if you dig what you hear, and hope everybody is doing well out there keeping your head above water and uh finding some joy in your day spreading some joy to some other folks and we're going to kick it off with the artist who uh got me in the know i guess about this a song catcher series and that's jacob miller who's been on the podcast before if you have not heard the jacob miller episode go back check it out that was uh I don't know, sometime over summer, I guess. It was one of the first episodes that I got to do in person after the pandemic went down and really enjoyed that chat. Got to hear about Jacob's journey as a musician and uh, his experience of doing the voice, the television show. That was a trip, just kind of getting to hear the behind the scenes on on something like that, uh, a, a program of its own. One on a, a much larger scale than anything I've experienced. So uh, just to get some insight on that that type of production and how things actually work versus what you see on TV was a very cool look inside of that, I think. So we're going to kick it off with a video from the Songcatcher series of Jacob Miller playing his newest single tricks which is available on all the streaming services now but uh this is jacob miller playing tricks up in seattle washington with his feet in the water sitting on this dock and uh, a video that we talk about in the conversation so stoked to get into episode 251 with a song catcher Let's do the damn thing. I can tell by the way you smile, you're up to no good. 
And I think it best if I just play along I like your spells that last a while longer than they should I'm a masochist, I need your siren song Loving you is easy And living's just the same It's when you're not around I feel the pain Yeah Know that when you need me All you have to say All you have to say up the uh the car noises no nah, man good. we're good nice i mean it probably will pick up a little bit but i kind of like that you know i feel like that would be very uh appropriate for yeah. this particular episode if we have some car noises johnny right. so like, people know where we are yeah and then also just to you know give them a vibe for like what that yeah. a song catcher series is about and sometimes yeah, totally right. sometimes there's a lot of cars you know cruising yeah. in the background you know checking out some of those uh of the music yeah especially checking out some of like those LA sessions. Yeah. You know, where you're next to the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, Austin 
I forget everybody's last names. <laughs> I have it here. What is it? I wrote it. I wrote it's Austin Manuel. Yeah, Austin yeah. Manuel. Yeah. Oh, I thought that good. was cool. Like I grew up in the the L.A. area, oh, cool. so it's kind of like I don't know. I feel Did like you that's... know that particular spot? I didn't. I grew up probably like forty miles outside. Okay. So I spent a lot of time out there, but not enough to you know know like a particular yeah. spot just from seeing a billboard or a particular building or anything. But I just thought that that was like very. He did say it was a famous billboard, um, but I can't remember the reason why. It, it was like uh, somebody waving or something. Uh, that's all I remember. Yeah. I'd have to rewatch it. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was like perfect. It's like, yeah, LA is the, the home of, of traffic and freeways and yeah, it an was insane amount to- of cars. So just to kind of have that going on in the background. Right. It was fun to capture that energy. Like Austin has such a calm energy and to see like the aggravating energy in the distance and then his calm energy is, I love contrast, contrasting things. Um, Like if I'm in a cold area, I want something hot, like, you know, to feel that contrast. Yeah. And yeah, his session was a good example of that. For sure. Yeah, man, as we were, you know, chatting a little bit before we got on the mics, I, I definitely think Jacob Miller was my, my entry point into what you were doing yeah. with the, the Songcatcher yeah. series. and uh, Yeah, that he, was two and a half years ago, not to interrupt you. Yeah, no, you're good. And I know you've done one since then, too, which was yep. the, that Seattle one. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Ever since then, I've I've definitely just been like checking out what you've been doing, and you've uh, you've turned me on to some singer songwriters across the Heck the yeah. country doing it. You know, nice. um, like that Coven Haven was one that yeah I Co- really like. So I into. say his his name wrong too. I think it's either Coven Hoven. No, I say it wrong. Oh man, I don't know. He told me. <laughs> he told me because I think I was saying it wrong, but he told me, uh, and I forgot. This is, this is where I, I'm really bad at remembering names and how to pronounce things, but I'm really good at like faces and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been, you know, checking out the video series and whatnot, but I was just, you know, before we get deep into how you, you got that project going and what kind of like inspired that, I'm just kind of curious what your relationship to music is, I guess, prior to that. Sure. Um, yeah, did you? Did, I know you play some tunes yourself. Did you start playing music from a pretty early age? Um, I started sophomore year of high school uh, for a girl. It's nothing like, you know, it's not like a magical story. It's just I wanted to impress a girl, and it didn't. Uh, it didn't work, but. Uh, it turned me on to the magic of, you know, music and emotions that come, you know, from trying to write a song. Um, and so for a long time, I was really into like emo and stuff. I mean, we're just talking about the beginning, like every now and then I'll still throw on some dashboard confessional just to, Hey man, <laughs> you know, I'm still cruising to all the, all the emo goods, yeah. you know? You got they're it. Still in, they're We're, still in the rotation when they need to be. Yeah, we kind of grew up. I don't know how old, how old are you? 35. Okay, so I'm going to be 33 soon. So generally the, you know, the same. Yep. Same and, time. Yeah. So I, uh, 
man, I just loved, you know, rocking out to that kind of stuff. And, um, and then, I don't know, I would say probably three or four years ago, I had a friend, I was living in Florida. I lived in Florida for nine years who started, um, telling me about, uh, some good songwriters like Jason Isbell. And I did know about Ryan Adams, but, uh, he told me about Ryan Adams and then and then I got into that circle of friends that liked that music and, you know, we were talking about Phoebe Bridgers and then from there it just kind of snowballed into where I am now. Um, but probably my inspiration for the video series is a little complicated, but I'll try and dissect it. I haven't really dissected it fully. Um, La Blogatech, I always say the name wrong. I have no idea if I'm saying it right. You probably know, if people are listening, they know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you know. I don't. There's a lot. La Blogatech is uh, takeaway shows, and they're on YouTube. And um, there's intimate videos of with people like um, Bon Iver. Is it Bon Iver? Bon Iver? Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Bon Iver. I don't think anybody really knows oh, man. what people the proper People listening to this is. are going to think I'm a complete idiot, and they're like, <laughs> this guy works with musicians? He doesn't even say my name right. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so there's one um, video that really attracted me where he was singing to a crowd of people, and there's just this guy with a camera was capturing the moment. And so ever since then, I've... Um, you know, kind of viewed music in a more of a uh, deeper level, I guess. And and then when I was living in Florida, um, I had this dream of like making the music scene better in Florida. And it just was so hard. It was so difficult because the music scene um, isn't, um, it's going to take a long time for it to get there. Um, and so I decided to buy a van and travel the country and meet up with musicians and try to find a place to call home. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Wisconsin. So Jacob Miller, I didn't know Jacob Miller, but we were both Wisconsin boys. So Um, you had that to bond over immediately. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, first thing we mentioned was fish fries on a Friday and cold beer with your parents, you know? Did you cruise around a lot as a kid? Like, were you, were you moving around to like a lot of no, different, different no. places? No, my, um, both my parents don't really travel. Uh, I think my mom left the country one time and it might've been when I was super young, maybe eight or nine. 10 years old she went to Mexico just for a quick trip um my parents are separated or divorced uh long time but uh yeah my dad doesn't really travel he travels mostly for work not so much um for fun and then I guess my brother and I because my brother kind of has the travel bug too we're just like man you only have one life to live like why are you guys working so hard um, and not enjoying, you know, life? Um, I don't know if that's a, like if if our parents just grew up in an age where 
you know, you were supposed to just work and be loyal to one company and 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 then die. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Uh, I hear that for sure. I think, I mean, that was my experience of, you know, being raised in the, the California suburbs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Grow up, you get a job, you like, you go to college, you yeah. get one job. <laughs> yeah. And you work that job until you can buy a house and have a family of your own. And you go to I, Disney World twice. Yeah, man. And then you die. I thought that was going to be... <laughs> I don't know my path in some way for a, a yeah. long time, you know. Especially as a kid, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna do this, yeah. and this is how it works." And I'll probably be like married by the time I'm 24 or something. Yeah. Are you married? Nope. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> Never Cheers. been married, and here I am at yeah. 35, Johnny. I'm just like cruising around trying to talk to people about their their music and it's trying to, marriage. you know, trying to get where nah. where I candidate to. <laughs> to do so so i i understand like not really i don't know not really having like the parents that necessarily had the travel bug but also i think my my dad really understood when i took off to portland because he did the same thing from the midwest when he was like 19 drove out from the chicago area and never yeah. never came back never went back he lived in cal he's lived in california his yeah. entire life since so yeah I, I feel like you have to make those kind of, personally for me, I, not everybody has to, um, but I had to do something to stir my spirit because I'm a, a creative person. It seems like you're a creative person too. It's like we have to dip our toes in different water. Um, it's still water, but it's somewhere else and it's cool. Yeah, there there definitely has been like, some sort of restlessness in me or I think even I've been in Portland eight years now and I love it here yeah. but I also always feel like I, I could live anywhere mm -hmm. you know for at least a little bit of a time or yeah. you know go experience something and you know whether that be somewhere in the states or somewhere outside of the country even I just think like I mean, you know, you've you spent a lot of time on the on the road in different parts of the country. Like this place is very different from region to region. Yep. You know, and until you like, kind of experience that for yourself and, and yeah, talk to people from all over. You know, that was kind of the uh, the idea was to figure out where is home because I had an idea that I liked the Pacific Northwest. I flew out here a few times. Um, the mountains, you know, obviously uh, was a great calling. Uh, but there are mountains, you know, and other places too. Um, but like, I went up to Maine, and it was it was beautiful. But I knew it was going to get really cold. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be um, I don't want to be in a winter like I grew up in. You know, Wisconsin's just too much at sometimes. Um, but I wanted to be somewhere where we have snow still, but not a lot. And the Pacific Northwest, uh, in general, just had <laughs> that, uh, that, that, like, we had a snowstorm, right? It was a weekend, really. Yeah. Four, four days. Right. That was perfect. <laughs> you get to enjoy the, uh, the, the weather for a little while, and then, um, 
and then yeah i thought he was listening for a second hey (laughs) (laughs) just so everybody knows we are in uh the corner of my bedroom my studio bedroom in the northeast side of portland and uh got we got people walking past us we got the windows open so it almost feels like a porch i have five large windows uh but we only needed to open two of them to make it feel like a porch it's like we're uh you ever like walk past those those radio prod- broadcast uh, offices where yeah. where you can like see them doing the radio show while yeah. you're walking by it's yeah. like that vibe right now <laughs> yeah exactly it's like we're on uh we're what's the main road in new york city the broadway or that sounds right i don't know i've never been it's beautiful there too <laughs> uh i love brooklyn anyway the tangent but the uh um but yeah people walking by and they're doing like news you know yeah it's kind of like that yeah yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> um man you need to go to new york yeah I, for sure yeah yeah I, I, that's uh that, that's a top any priority dreams to live in a van for you um you know i think that sounds very cool to me for maybe a uh six month to a year period you know i could see myself doing something like that and having the opportunity to to really cruise around and jump from city to city and have conversations with people in person rather than doing it over zoom because i try to connect with as many people outside of the pacific northwest as well yeah so i've been doing like a lot of zoom hangs and you know that's cool but there's nothing like face to face for sure and just this whole year has been i don't know i've maybe done like 10 of these in person so it's like it's just nice to be in the fucking room with you yeah have this conversation rather than do it over the phone or yeah whatever there is just definitely a different vibe but yeah i think i could uh very much take to that life i've always Mm -hmm. felt like really comfortable anytime i've been out on the road for anything if i've done road trips i've just ever since i was younger anytime i did a road trip i kind of always desired that that sort of life you know and i've gotten to do a few tours with bands here and there just short like even five to seven day runs and Mm -hmm. i just don't want it to be over you know (laughs) that sort of vibe i think once you get over we'll say three months it takes about three months to get adjusted to living in a van like if if you're only going to do it for a month you're just all you're going to feel are the pains of the growing pains of like doing something new which is great too i don't want to discourage you if you're only going to do it for a month whoever's listening but uh, but yeah try it for like three to six months especially if you're saving for something now the initial cost of the van you look at you're like okay i spent like six grand on my van excuse me i had a great deal though i was living in florida so i had the benefit of not many people doing van life in florida yeah um but I was preparing to buy a van and travel, so Florida was great. And um, and then another, I don't know, two to three grand. You could do it cheaper. So six, seven, eight, nine, nine thousand. You think, okay, that's like, uh, depending on where you live, nine months of rent or something. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was saving a lot when I was working and living in a van that was amazing just to like not have to pay rent i hate paying rent right now 
it sucks do you pay rent i do it sucks and then you're not also you're not like i mean obviously you're you're putting gas in the tank and maintenance on the vehicle but you're not paying like utilities and things of, of that nature along with the rent right yeah yeah you're basically you look at your utilities of just gas but if you're not traveling a lot which for a while um you kind of build up your bankroll and then you can travel and then you build up your bankroll and you can travel um it's just harder to build up a bankroll when you're renting some somewhere yeah so was there like an initial spark when you're in florida to to do the van thing like after you i, know you uh, I didn't spoke of like, like the job okay. i had if my old boss is listening he probably isn't <laughs> but i just didn't i didn't like working for him anymore i didn't like uh the progression of the business um you want to you know enjoy who you're around and um man i just was eating away at who i was and so i won't go into details but anyway one day i was like f this i gave them plenty of notice um like over a month's notice that i was leaving and which was good because it allowed me to work and continue even though i was like starting to already pack up my life and get rid of things and I mean, everything you see in this room um, could, pre- well, I shouldn't say that anymore. I did buy a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to get a bigger van. Um, but uh, I try and fit everything I could in the van because I, I wanted that freedom feeling of not having so much stuff. Um, or I, I'm okay with leaving things behind. Like this could probably sell pretty fast yeah um i could probably sell the fridge my electric bike i could sell get in a van and go if i really want to but i'm happy where i am right now so i don't see myself doing that again um for the same reasons yeah were you like that as a as a kid or a younger person just pretty good about Um, letting letting things go not holding on to things I would say I was spontaneous. I wouldn't say I was good at letting go. Uh, it took a while to understand that lifestyle. Um, I never owned a lot of stuff either, though. Um, but I, as a kid, um, I can remember my mom always saying, you know, uh, we don't know what Johnny's going to do, you know, and in a good way. Yeah. Because, you know, I always like trying new things or having new ideas uh, uh, I went to three colleges so it's like there's a point where you know I'm kind of teetering uh, the line of like figure out what you want to do but also you're doing cool things <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um, which I don't I don't mind riding that line I am getting to the point though where, um, I mean, I want, I, I'm in a city that I love. I'm around, surrounded by musicians that um, I care about, like um, Anna and Jeff and Jacob Miller. And um, and I wanna just see the, the musician. I wanna see, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody, I was recording at the Overlook Park. Yeah. Never Great been spot. there. It was really it's beautiful. One of my favorite Portland so spots. Yeah. The bluffs. Yeah. You might know it as. 
yeah it was like a fresh um fresh in my mind session so we just did this yesterday and what, man what was i saying oh i just oh we were talking about um she might move back to nashville and she might stay here and i kind of had the thought of um like i want to see portland why can't we have another music city i mean why does it have to be just nashville right uh, i don't know what that entails or what it takes i know nashville has a lot of history but man if we start dissecting it if we get people like you to kind of dissect what's going on because the history is here it just needs to be brought to light right um people need to understand you know the we have a music scene yeah yeah i think that that is becoming a little more apparent to people but i think there's just still maybe a lack of infrastructure industry here still mm-hmm. that maybe doesn't yeah. quite you need, bring you that, need the right that people. attention you need the right people and the right studios for sure um like there's a lot of high up people in nashville like I, it it's just easy you know same with la's for the film industry it's just easy um right and there's this so fucking rich sense. history of like studio musicians and session players yeah. and things like that making records and yeah not to say that there aren't some like there's some incredible session players that live here and there's some some people in some uh you know some larger bands that are that are based out of right. portland but um yeah it still hasn't seemed to or we could start out small off. like we could start out small we could just we could claim like maybe all we need to do is claim one part of the city is Music City in Portland or Music Central. <laughs> like this is Music Central. There's no meaning behind it. It's just somebody do something with it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's all it takes. For sure. Yeah. So when you got the band, did you already have like some sort of vision for this project or like what? Yeah, yes and no. Yeah, what sparked you wanting to make videos with musicians and kind of capture these uh to get to know it's probably similar to what you're doing to to get to know uh so long story short i was going to a church in florida and they the first one of the questions they asked me is what what do you want what does your heart want and i didn't know at first um I was like, I think my initial reaction is I have what I need. I don't need anything. Um, But they really pushed in. They're like, what do you want? And, um, man, my heart just longed for being around music in a deeper level, not just um, listening to music, not just being a listener, but somebody that can be not necessarily friends, but um, be involved with intimate moments with these musicians um or artists in general but musicians are just where i'm drawn um but i find myself being able to have conversations with artists in general because we all kind of have that longing that similar longing um but yeah so they were sad to see me leave but they after a while they're like man you know johnny's not just all talk he's actually gonna leave <laughs> he's following his heart he's following his heart and 
I had no real lineup of what I was going to do, who I was going to meet up with. I just knew I was going to go to cities and just DM the crap out of whoever, whatever I I felt. Not whoever. It, I had to have some sort of um, attraction to their music right. or their story. It's not all about the music. Sometimes it's the story. Um, Absolutely. And so... I mean, there was this one time, just random story. I, I was in uh, Maine. Uh, where's what's that? Uh, I don't know. It's right by Cadillac Mountain. So what's that city? It was like Maine? a state park or a national park. Anyway, I went to a bar after you know hiking and whatnot, and there was this guy with long hair and. You just kind of assume that long-haired people either know somebody that plays music or <laughs> play music. Maybe that's a bad... No, no, that's great. I don't know. I think it's fair. I think that's a fair That's why i kind of been growing my hair out. I'm like, <laughs> it's freedom, it's rock and roll. <laughs> but, that's um, awesome. But, man, he, he... We got to talking. I was like, hey, do you know any... He's like, I'm here just traveling, but I do play music. And... He's like, yeah, I'm uh, cousins with uh, Jim Lauderdale. Uh, am I saying that right? Jim Lauderdale? Do you know Jim Lauderdale? I don't. So you could be saying it correct or wrong, and I would just Great. be like, yeah, fucking Jim, I think Jim, it's Jim Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Anyway, Jim Lauderdale's like this Nashville, you know, he's been around for a long time. And so it was just bizarre to meet somebody that... Now, he's not, like, super close with his cousin, um, but... I got to hear him play, and we we walked out on this this area that fills up with water in the evening, or random times, I guess. It's like the tide comes in and the tide leaves. And as we're leaving, this we didn't expect it to come so fast. Like I had all my gear and uh, water. Uh, we had to like our our uh, boots were soaked. Um, but we were laughing after the fact of just like how crazy it was to film a session out there. Uh, but anyway, random. Did the night before, you know, we're taking shots at the bar, talking about let's record something tomorrow, and and then you did it. Yeah. So before the pandemic, because thankfully I was traveling uh, pre-pandemic um, a lot of the time, and. Uh, I would go to bars or, um, you know, talk to people that way. Like I was in Wyoming one time and I was asking uh, a bartender, I was like, who's your favorite songwriter? And normally a bartender at least has one or two names. So that's always a good go-to. And I found somebody that way. And man, just so many random occurrences. And then you start to see how weirdly connected everybody is right like i recorded two people one of them in north carolina one of them in new mexico and they both dated the same girl <laughs> just just so bizarre that we yeah. didn't we had no idea until after the fact <laughs> well there's just like you know there's that even in the singer songwriter world i feel like there's a there's still that whole DIY movement, right? So everybody's yeah. got to kind of make connections with 
with folks. So like once you meet one songwriter, you know, it's easy for them to give you a list of a few names yeah. that, that they've met, whether like on tour or if they've come through their town to play. Yeah. And like, I, this person crashed with me when, you know, they were playing in town or whatever. Yeah. The best way for me to get to know somebody is through somebody else in my um, I love getting recommendations. That's like the best way. I mean, I could look online. I could spend hours, um, you know, digging into musicians. But man, I would just rather talk to somebody else I already like and trust. Like, who would you recommend? Like, Jacob Miller gave me a list of people in Portland, and same with Anna and um, and them surrounding areas. Astoria. There's some great songwriters. I'm gonna meet up with eventually and and whatnot so yeah and what about like the the filming elements of things did you yeah have some uh some knowledge of that stuff before getting to florida or before getting that van or did you kind of just like fuck it i'm just gonna get this camera and i'm gonna i'm gonna film things and i'm gonna (laughs) google some things about how to operate the camera at its uh its best abilities yeah lots of mistakes man i didn't go to school for this i didn't and people will still look at it like i I just released one today where i was like man i wish i would have captured him a different time of day i wish you know we could have i would have stepped back a little bit further to capture you know when he's saying that line it would have been amazing but i have to realize too that these aren't i'm not looking for perfection i'm just there and i'm capturing and I made that interact. I made that interaction happen. Um, you know, we both did the, uh, and one we're just there. We're present and we're um, capturing um, art. Yeah. And, and I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy just those moments of being with musicians. Um, and then I like to imagine and i i still think that it does happen like you'll see a bird fly over at the most perfect time and you're like how does this happen like and i also last night or not last night um two uh two or three nights ago cassie velazzo amazing songwriter i don't know if yeah, you know absolutely she was singing, and I don't even—I should have told her this. I don't even think she realized. But when she was singing, um, some birds in the trees were joining her, and I was—I was—I maybe I'm more sensitive to that kind of stuff just because my ears always to the headphones. Um, well, not while I'm filming, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're paying attention to yeah. not just like the person playing, but the environment as yeah. well. Um, and you start to notice. Um, even wind, this is it, you know, whether spiritual or not, like sometimes wind just comes at the perfect time. Oh, man. And you're like, what in the hell kind of spells are these musicians casting? It's the mysteries. <laughs> and you can kind of look at it like that, like, you know, they're creating magic. And I love being around it. Yeah. I, I, Obviously, I cannot get enough of it either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just really desire to be around these people. And I don't I don't know if you still play much uh, these days. I do. You know, I've, I saw the one video that you have posted. 
Yeah. Or so there's like one or two. Right. But the one that you, the most chapter recent one. one that you. Yeah. Had chapter put up two there. is still in the works. I have so much B-roll footage from my trip that I don't even. I want to go through it, but I know it's going to be hard for a couple of reasons, just because I'm going to want to go back to some of these places. Um, but also, um, yeah, finishing the right song to match. Um, part of me wants to just do some, some cool synth stuff. Yeah. Have a keyboard or something and not even write lyrics. For sure. Um, but yeah, I play some tunes. Um, nice. Yeah still as well i grew up playing in a band and you know played a lot of open mics when i first got here and then started doing this podcast and then kind of really realized that i just really love like i'd rather put my energy into this and i still like playing tunes at home but i'm not super worried about trying to like promote my music or play live it's but it's exhausting i have seen what these musicians have to give up and and I'm like, man, I, I'll just treat my music like therapy. Yeah. I'll sing my songs. Whoever wants to listen, I'll probably go to some open mics when, when they start opening back up, uh, just for fun. Yeah. But I don't see myself touring. And oh my gosh, no. But, yeah, the older I get and the more I do this, having these conversations, the more I desire to to be around it. And I just like yeah. fiend for those connections. And yeah. it just does something for me. And then, I don't know, just going back to what you're talking about as far as, you know, you're you're just there and you're, you're capturing a moment. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there's, like, super, like, something really beautiful about how those, like, those moments that you're capturing are, like, only unfold if both parties go after the thing that they want to be doing. Yeah, it's just like them playing music, but then also you wanting to cruise around in a van and and just film these random sessions. So I just think that's yeah, so fucking cool. And people go after what they want to do, and that's what unfolds of it. You know, like you and I are not in this room together if both of us didn't like chase after something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to. Man, there could be so many uh, moments where I could have given up. I still feel like days where I'm like, man, is this all worth it? Um, and I told, I, I keep having to tell myself that, yes, I want to continue to do this regardless of the outcome. Um, because, I mean, I don't care if there's 10 plays on YouTube, which thankfully it's not that anymore. <laughs> there's at least, I mean, some of these session platforms can get... 10,000 plays in a week and right, I, right. I get like 200 plays in a, and sometimes that's it but there's 200 people that found me some way in some form right. and that's really cool um, and I, I love that you know so uh, if somebody gets something out of it or if I can inspire somebody um, that's what that's what's important obviously it'd be great to have more of an audience not not so much to just to have like a a bigger audience but to have uh more people kind of like uh appreciate what's happening right in a similar you know way um yeah 
and I'm sure the I'm sure the artists that you're working with on these projects are super stoked that you're yeah you know interested in in taking the time to to make the videos and I would I would imagine that outside of making the videos it's really just like it's about the hang and that that whole experience of yeah. maybe meeting this person for the first time and not only getting to hear them play some music but maybe have a maybe have a meal with them or something yeah yeah like last night we went uh to a tiki place it was oh. so bizarre because the alibi yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> number one you walk in and uh, i was not expecting it there to be people inside like sitting down and yeah that's still kind of a bizarre thing right yeah anyway we sat outside but for the three minutes we went inside and um i felt like i walked into another world i felt like i was back in florida not in a bad way it's just uh it's a very florida vibe place and um but yeah we sat outside we had an amazing conversation just talking about life and um our dreams and goals and um one of my favorite things to tell uh songwriters is when somebody tells you to look up at the sky you don't say you've seen the sky before um so it's okay if you make something that sounds like somebody else as long as you're feeling it uh, don't worry about being different uh, i think that's the worst thing you can do is to focus on being different I, now, I want people to, you know, be different, but I don't want you to focus on it. If that yeah. makes sense. I, no, I, I think I, I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. you want people to make like unique choices with their music and, and things like that. Or, you know, not well, so much unique choices. It's more like be yourself. Yeah. And if that's different, cool. Right. Authenticity. Not, yeah, authenticity. Authenticity there we go. wins. There's the word. This is the word of the day. Authenticity. You know it too. <laughs> like you, you can feel it. Yeah. Like when you're watching somebody play, or you know. Yep. I feel like it's. Yeah. If you if you have that um, that authenticity, it it'll really show. So did you? Do you feel like you? kind of gravitated to the to the camera stuff or that it came pretty naturally to you once you started doing it a little more regularly now i had going back to the church it was called providence yeah excuse me got the hiccups they were probably the best uh cheer crew you could ever have like man i could make utter awful crap and they would be uh they would just be like that was great like that was amazing like the parts that were good yeah and they really built up my confidence and um i don't think you can get that everywhere like i don't think having a group of friends um as like a it's rare uh at least for me in my life i never had a support group that's why it was so hard to leave florida i knew i couldn't live there i knew i didn't like the weather but the the group of friends was um phenomenal and um sorry i lost my train of thought so uh anyway they gave me the confidence i think to do what i do 
Uh, I don't think I would be doing this if I didn't have uh, that circle of friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I feel that. I think uh, it's super important to have people like lifting you up and, and taking notice to what you're doing and telling you to, you know, keep going and have some sort of validation yeah. somewhere. And yeah, even even doing something like this, you know, yep. it's like it's it fuels the fire quite a bit, you know, when someone hits me up and it's just like, yeah, that was a really great interview. And it's yeah. like, cool. I'm glad I don't even know who's listening. Yeah. So thank you for <laughs> even telling me that you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having even, I think I can imagine for musicians too. um, probably if we were to talk to Taylor Swift or something, we'd be like, all right, when you first started, who uh, were your cheerleaders, you know, because that's probably the reason she's there, in my opinion. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. And then there's also maybe the uh, the flip side of that. And it's the people that are completely fueled by the haters. The people yeah. that tell them, you're never going to be able to do this. And yeah. then there's those people that just figure out how to make it yeah. and make it work because they just like believe so much in what they're doing. Yeah. And you, I think you have to have a mix of that too. Cause I, I can think back, not, not as a, probably more of like a friendly competition, but you always have those people that you're like, man, I want to just, I want to be a little bit better and not in a bad way, Yeah, but you want to, it'd be nice to be better than some people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's also just like, that's the great thing about being around like an artistic community is you constantly have people around you that are raising the bar. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to, go to an open mic here and yeah. you're going to see some amazing songwriters that are probably going to want to make you bring your best the, the next week. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what I was getting at. I was maybe saying it more of a, I don't know what kind of way, but be around some bigger fish. It's definitely going to help you grow. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. I think, I th- yeah. It's dope when you get to like see someone doing the thing too. It makes it <clears throat> maybe feel a little more tangible. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Like just seeing someone else do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. So like as you got deeper into doing the the song catcher mm-hmm. series, did you start to have kind of more of a plan for who you were talking to when you when you got into a city or was it still you know flying flying by the seat of your pants and showing up somewhere and figuring out yeah. who who was the person in town? It really depends on uh where I am. Uh like Nashville I feel like I'll always have a recommendation list right? and I won't really have to look up people because I have enough people that I could, I could reach out to somebody and be like, all right, who, who should I record? But if I go to like a small town in uh, Arkansas or something uh, where I don't know anybody, then yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, go through instagram that's probably the easiest way is to look up uh arkansas open mic and then because you'll get those hashtags or whatever for certain towns and then it might bring you to a so far page and then you find people that way right right 
I, there's been a few cities where so far has helped. You just look up who they've had and you're like, oh, okay, perfect. I'll reach out to this person and see if they get back to me. Um, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah. Are people generally pretty welcoming to the idea or they're just like, who's this dude? Yeah. <laughs> who's this person just randomly hitting me up that wants to go record a video in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few times where, you know, they're, they question you, but Instagram is almost like a, a, a recommendation list. I mean, it has it all laid out. Like, who do you know? Oh, you know this person. This right. person is trustworthy. I'm going to trust that they wouldn't just follow you. Right. And you obviously have, you've built up a pretty right. good archive Based, by now yeah. too. So people can easily just look at your page and yeah. be like, oh, this dude's really doing this thing. It's not some weird situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have an archive uh, where you have an archive to 200 and something yeah, now 250 deep now hell so, yeah yeah nice. but absolutely it's it's much easier for me to maybe hit up some of those bigger fish now and then actually right. pay attention and i can be like hey i i've been doing this for five years and it's 250 50 episodes deep so yeah. hopefully maybe they're a little more willing to be like yeah. oh you're you you know you're doing a thing here right it's not just some podcast you just started yeah and it's not yeah it's not gonna end like next week some of these podcasts start up and you know they only have a few episodes and they're like close right their right right and, yeah and the same with like the yeah. video session things like, yeah you know and that's okay uh, i mean i think some of these session people are just great i'm not the best talker in the world i'm not the best finesser um man i i am I am what I am. You get what you get. Like, uh, I wish I was more social and, and I wish I could bring, um, like uh, I'll bring up Anthony, Anthony from gems on VHS. He's just like, uh, in a super good way, a goofball and he's fun to be around and he'll say things that like good jokes. Like I'm one of those people that I'll think of a joke uh, four hours after I leave and I'm like damn I should have said that <laughs> <laughs> whereas these guys that are Anthony and uh, you know a few other people on the, off the top of my head um, they they're, they got great timing uh, anyway but I so you can have like numbers and yeah sure I've done 170 something uh, now but um I still haven't done like super famous people, which is fine. I mean, I don't, who knows if it'll ever happen. And it's not really something I long for. I long for more. Um, I've always been more interested in the up and coming artists anyway. But obviously, if Taylor Swift were to be like, yeah, I'd be like, this is amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's also nice though, because you, uh, you know, maybe with some, larger name folks maybe you wouldn't get to spend the amount of time that you do with the people you're working with yeah and like it, i just recorded not to cut you off yeah, i just good. recorded uh willie t taylor and i don't know if you know willie t i don't he's like i mean he's a bigger name not like big big name but he's he if you're in the songwriting community 
you probably know his name. Um, and he only gave me like eight minutes. So one take, I wanted to do another take. And he's like, nah, I think we got it. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking to his band afterwards and I'm like, I hope I got it. Cause he, he did, he knocked it out. Like he, his first take was great. It's just a pro. So if, yeah. if it was anybody's fault, it was my fault. Um, but anyway, yeah, like Josiah Johnson, he was in the head and the heart. Uh, I worked with him a couple times. First time, he only gave me like, again, like eight minutes. And I knocked it out of the park. For whatever reason, I was able to just get the mic set up and make it happen. And we were in New York City and the lighting was so bad, but for some reason it worked. And then, and then for whatever god awful reason, I did another session with him. You know, in uh, we were in Dobe, um, Orca Island in the Seattle area, and I just couldn't, for some some odd reason, figure everything out. It was almost like too much to handle. When he gave me too much time, it was too much to handle. Oh man! <laughs> but you give me eight Brutal. minutes, and I'll probably do a better video. <laughs> It's so bizarre. Under the gun. I'm better under the gun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So if if you have it like your way or the amount of time that you would like, is this a situation where they're playing more than one song when you're when no. you're doing these? Or is it's it always one focusing song. on that one tune? It's usually just one song. And I don't normally choose the tune but if i don't like what they're playing i'll say not so much i don't like what they're playing but i'll say it doesn't fit where we are do you have another song yeah and uh and then we lock down you know like okay that song is great let's do it and um sometimes like if i know now i'm i might do two songs if i know i won't see them for a long time like Tommy Alexander, yeah, moved to Nashville. I don't know if you knew Tommy. I know who he is. I'm not, yeah, he, super familiar with him. Great guy, but uh, he's he's moving to Nashville. I don't know when I'll see him again. So I did two songs that I'll probably release another one uh, eventually. But it was nice to have two. Yeah, in and then I have one in the library, right, for whenever. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the one song. And as far as like locations, are you just uh, showing up to what, whatever city you're in and then scoping it out yourself? Or do you kind of just, if you have the time, are you meeting it's, up with this person and asking them, hey, like, where's the yeah. where's the spot in town to do this? It's a team effort because it, it literally could be, the musician could be on top of it and make make it happen, which is amazing for me. I think a few session platforms that's how they run it they're like you have to choose the spot like i'm not gonna spend time but i think it's important to uh uh, take the time to to when i was in a van i would circle the city go around uh look you know for anything from abandoned buildings to uh cool benches um history of the city um reviews on yelp (laughs) Like literally anything, uh, photography, uh, 
you could hashtag some photographers in the area. Right, right. Where are they going? They know the spots. Right, yeah. And so, which can be a problem because you go to, I've had this several times. There was, I was filming, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was in Water Liars and uh, we were in Arkansas and uh, right behind us, somebody was proposing and we're like doing the session. <laughs> it's hilarious just to be there when everything was happening. Uh, and he didn't even know. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, you're right. They're proposing. <laughs> is there is there any like standout sessions when you when you think about like the entire catalog that exists now are there yeah. are there those where you're just like you know we've really captured something special here or even we're able to acknowledge it in the moment yeah. a few i already talked about so like not in detail but uh i'll i'll talk about some new ones just so i don't overlap because uh, a, a lot of these sessions are special to me. I, I would say every one of them are. Yeah. Because it's a moment where I can literally watch that video and go back to that day, which is kind of cool because, you know, not everybody can archive their life like that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can listen to some of your sessions and it takes you back to even what you were doing that day. Right. And... Um, well, I think also because you're in the mix of it too, you, you like, it's, it's cool that you're able to document this thing and look back at it because you are probably so in the moment of trying to get everything yeah. put together and making sure that you're getting like the right shot and yeah. the thing is recording. Right. I made kind of a funny joke yesterday that I liked. If you forget something, uh, like I'm really, I'm, I just, I'm known for like kind of thinking too much and but also forgetting easy things. Uh, what I'm going to tell people from now on is just be like, I'm just so present that I <laughs> can't think of the past. Uh, I'm not forgetting. I'm just I'm present. Just so present. <laughs> Don't you want me to be present? That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, all right. So saw a few sessions. There was one I was having. I was kind of down on my luck. Nashville wasn't responding. It was, this was early on. And I didn't know too many people. I knew a few people, but not enough to like reach out to people. And it was easy. Um, I think once I recorded Anna Tivill in Nashville, um, that like opened doors to like a few people, and then it opened even more doors, which was really cool. Um, but before that, uh, there was this girl playing piano um, in. North Carolina, close to uh, Nashville. I don't know how it would work, but it was close to Nashville. And she was, um, she had a piano hooked up to a car battery and she was um, busking. And I wasn't going to ask. Um, I was just going to enjoy the music. And so I was sitting across the street, um, just kind of down on my luck. And I'm like, Johnny, I said this to myself. It's like, Johnny, you have a camera, you have microphones. What's the worst that can happen? She says no, and at least you yeah. tried. Because I really liked what she was playing. But first, I wanted to make sure it was original, because I love original music. And not saying, uh, if she was probably doing a cover, I 
maybe re- would have recorded her and gave it to her as a gift, but it was original anyway. Uh, and I asked, and she's like, yeah, of course. So I grabbed my crap and, um, and we did two takes and, uh, yeah, it was, it just became one of my favorite sessions, um, because of how spontaneous it was. I think that might be the most spontaneous session, which makes me want to do more of those. Like when I see homeless people around Portland with guitars, I'm like, man, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> uh, and maybe I'll start doing that. Um, not bringing um, so much gear, maybe just a camera and a, a shotgun mic or something. Yeah. And just uh, maybe it, uh, m- maybe if anything, it's uh, it's just uh, to go a reason to talk to the homeless people. I don't know. Maybe it's, this is just off the top of my head. Literally, as I'm talking to you, I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. kind of a good idea. Make a connection with somebody <laughs> you wouldn't, you know, normally yeah. have a conversation with, and yeah, those people have uh, thoughts and feelings about music and and life as well. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a good idea, I think. Yeah, I just really like that that each session, you know, has its own has its own vibe since nothing's ever, you know, really in the same place. I like that uh Yeah. I don't know how to say her last name, but the Danielle Durac. Oh yeah. Durac. We were in her uncle's house. This was just funny. Like I I felt like we walked into because he hasn't updated things since the 70s. Like, he stopped living... He stopped uh, uh, interior decorating his place <laughs> since the 70s. Many years ago. And, yeah, she played piano. And uh, she was rec- she was a recommendation from Field Report in um, Wisconsin. That's where he's based out of. Uh, so that was kind of cool to when I was in Phoenix I was I just saw family for Christmas and I shot down um and uh yeah her uncle gave me a baseball card and she signed the baseball card hell yeah that's awesome so <laughs> she's I still amazing have, man I still have that somewhere well I'm back in the valley been singing your praise that a keep most of my days and I gotta say lately I'm missing your face like hell and despite all my longing I'm still seeing clearly the first time in years I can't actually put myself Teaching me something, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. And there goes my heart right out the front door. There goes my world spinning out. Ain't got no choice but starting. Yeah, I, I was cool to 
find her session on your page. I recently stumbled upon her music nice. elsewhere and yeah, threw threw it on one of the the recent playlists and yeah. I just dug that, you know, you can hear like the the birds or the yeah, chickens in the background, whatever it is. It was like it parrots, I yeah, think. I don't it was it parrots was, in uh, the trees. It, it's cool just kind of hearing that stuff and you, you're seeing things through this uh this kind of iron screen door that's in yeah. the, the front of the house and the piano is just sitting right there in the entryway and she was wearing cool shoes <laughs> i remember that part are you pretty comfortable uh just kind of being on the road by yourself do you do you enjoy that yeah oh, i miss it um i it's sad you know i don't have a vehicle right now i'm thinking about buying uh something um, probably not a van, maybe a van. Um, cause I, I want to do, um, little excursions, probably the furthest. I mean, who knows? I don't see myself going to New York city anymore. Uh, I don't see myself going to Nashville anytime soon, but I would still shoot down to LA. Be a fun trip. Uh, I have family down there anyway. Um, keep it pretty west coast for right now yeah i mean if you're somebody you're gonna go through portland eventually yeah um if you don't even have to be somebody if you're a human being that plays music you're probably gonna pass through yeah especially when there's actual like you know post pandemic when we have normal shows going on there's 10 10 different music venues at least that yeah. have it's gonna someone be, awesome playing, if not three or four people. It's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to meet up with people in Portland as they're passing through. So I don't see my I see myself now focusing on buying a house, um, preferably. Now these are dreams. I don't know if they're going to happen, but I think it's important to speak your dreams, especially with, with all the rich people that are listening to your podcast. <laughs> If you want to hit uh, Johnny's cash app, (laughs) Uh, it's the Venmo as a song catcher. (laughs) But no, not not. um, Anyway, Uh, the dream is to have an area where songwriters can, um, when they're coming out here, to like stay. Yeah. And uh, number one, because it, you know, it'd be cool to you know talk to them and hear their about their travels and listen to their songs, Um, but also you know give them an area where if they want to write it they want a quiet place to write some music for a weekend they can come out and hang out at a song catchers um uh, whatever it ends up being called yeah the retreat house the ranch yeah. the yeah. song catching ranch the song catching ranch <laughs> um that's the dream so we'll see if it happens and i think it's it's definitely doable in portland uh, but you gonna have to act fast because it's getting bought up pretty quick yeah yeah there's no <laughs> it's gonna be sad it's gonna be seattle in a few years you gotta be making moves quick um yeah i know you got the van is no longer because you got in a pretty bad wreck yeah at the beginning of the year january 2nd were you heading to do a session somewhere uh i didn't have anything planned um yeah we could talk about that night it was uh i just was coming home from Ikea. I, that was my job uh, when I first got to Portland because I needed something. But that night kind of changed. Uh, you know, we're in this room because of that night. Um, yeah, some guy ran a red light. 
totaled my vehicle. It, the passenger door, or sorry, the driver door uh, was just dented so far in. I'm surprised I didn't lose a leg or something. Had to climb out of the vehicle. And luckily I was, uh, I had a co-working space that I had a, you know some of my things at. Rather than keep it in the van, especially in Portland, where vehicles are known to be stolen, <laughs> yeah, like a lot. Not just vehicles, but the gear within the vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had a co-working space to, which is great for van life. Like if you want, kind of a place to rent, but not pay like, not pay for a whole place. Uh, pay for a desk, and you can leave things there. It's, and they had a shower there and everything too. Anyway, so I picked up what I could in the van and um, brought it. Luckily, I had a lot of expensive things in the office already. Um, and I slept there for like a week until I figured out what I was going to do. That was pretty bizarre, like setting up a corner. I put some uh, cardboard boxes up and so they couldn't see into where I was. And first few nights were super rough, but the, by the third night, I'm like, nobody's gonna fucking come in this place. <laughs> and so it was. Uh, by the third night, it was pretty easy. And then by that next weekend, I had this place lined up. Um, as you can see, I got pretty damn lucky. Uh, I, we don't have to talk about what I pay in rent, but I feel like it's a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for. The neighborhood you're in and yeah. being I'll walking say, distance I, I don't to care. duck fur. I, I pay eight thirty five a month. <laughs> I feel like that's really good. Dude, that's amazing. Eight thirty five. And uh the only other thing I have to pay for is electric. Uh water's included. You're gonna have so many people following you from this podcast just to find out when you're moving out of yeah. this spot now. There's uh two places opened up just recently. Um so I don't know. Anybody's looking, but Johnny would love some more musicians in the in the well, building. I assume. I love Maybe. musicians, but I like I do like quiet places. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> what about like the engineering side of things? Because you're like mixing these down, right? Yeah. The, the sessions, like, did you have before heading no. out? Did you have any experience doing doing that? No, just using your ears and trial and error. I I use Logic and. I think it it does a great job. Uh, I when I first started, I used a lot of presets, and if you're you're just starting out, um, the presets there are, on there are you could literally just use presets. Yeah, it's Logic's <laughs> great, and and you'd be fine. Honestly, I feel like I you can you can work on it too much, like just do a few things to it, and I mean these are live sessions anyway. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to have that right. that feel as much as possible. Yeah. Do you enjoy like the editing, whether visual or like audio mixing, like just as much as any other piece of the project? So this goes to back to being like under the gun. Um, I kind of thrive when I'm stressed, and I think that's unhealthy. I'll probably have to, you know, figure things out in the future. But when I'm like stressed, is like it it makes me feel like I'm getting things done. And so, yeah, it is stressful, but I enjoy doing it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool to see, 
like that moment when you throw the audio because you edit the audio and then you put it on the video um when you put that audio on the video it's cool to see you know how it all comes together for sure yeah get to see it come to life and whatnot and some session platforms um almost feel like a music video because you don't know which one is the real audio you're like which clip does this audio go with um i try and keep it as as simple as possible so people know like okay this clip throughout because i'll walk around as i'm filming is the audio uh for the session um so you know it's the real you know it's the real take yeah Um, yeah i like all the just like the b-roll footage that you use as well throughout the video that's a recent development when i first started it was just one takes i would literally walk around and that was it and then i kind of gave in um to it but the more i do it the more i enjoy it because you can get some cool shots that you normally couldn't get when you're walking around um so I think it's it's been fun um, capturing, you know, those shots that you're already in this amazing place. Get some cool shots. Right, right. Whether you use them or not, at least you have it. Like um, even in the, you know, just the little things, um, the Coven Hoven water. Yeah. However, the, the enunciation works out on right, that yeah. one. Where his just, hat blew yeah, off. where it's just like his hat blows up, yeah. and it's just like this funny moment of him chasing down his hat and putting it on, and it's yeah. just like kind of gives you some some context for how windy it might have been right. that day. For I still don't know how we got the recording because you would never know, like listening to it, that there was a bunch of wind. I guess we were all just passing through. Guess we were all just passing through. I guess we were all just passing through Yeah, we are all just passing through We are all just passing through We are all just passing through Yeah, we are all just passing We had like three minutes, or however long his song is, where that was, we got the perfect amount of time, where there was a little bit of wind interruption, but it wasn't awful. Now, I will say, I was worried about it, so we did do, this is the first time I've done it, and I didn't even have to use it, but I did a, uh, he, we got out of the wind, and I had him play it again, just in case I needed to fix something. But I didn't have to, which was cool. Yeah, or just like the the sounds of the water on the Jacob Miller one. Yeah, as his feet are dipping yeah. in the water while he's playing, you can he you can hear I, the water I moving talk to a bit. Him about that session, because when I've mentioned him putting his feet in, he's like, he didn't. I don't think he wanted to at first. Maybe maybe he was cool, but I remember him being like what (laughs) (laughs) so that's like a so you're definitely like throwing your your creative direction in in there is that something you've become more comfortable with as you've definitely developed the series definitely as i uh as i've done it 
um, and the more like I I know what because when you post a bunch of things you start to realize what people like and what people don't like and you, and now I'm kind of getting an audience that likes these kind of videos and uh, so I know pretty much what they like is what I like and and they're just reminding me you know helping me remind remind me what I need to have in some of these sessions um, if that makes sense yeah yeah there's so many good ones man like the the Christy Hayes one yeah I thought it was that a was really cool. cool setup how you how you work that um, just them kind of sitting on that that porch out front right or wherever it was yeah, we weren't at first we weren't because I knew I couldn't record them out there because the sound of the the cars would have been too much uh, I wanted the sound of the cars so we left the, the door open everybody's dying I don't know when there are things I do I can't defend there are days I think I'm giving in I know you know somewhere like last night uh, I keep bringing this one up because it's just so fresh in my mind but we uh, I forgot a mic clip so dumb of me but I forgot a mic clip and uh, but it reminded me that I want to film people um, as if they're coming to write songs you know in these areas and so uh, we wrapped it around the chain link fence and I'm like, I can imagine a songwriter coming to this area and just putting their feet against the chain lick fence, sitting down and looking out at the city, trying to write a song. And so um, that's, yeah, that's how that session happened. Yeah, and that uh, the 33 track from Caroline Shrope, I thought that one, that's oh, like yeah. a highlight reel for me. Yeah. yeah. Your collection. Match, but put out the light, and you spoke so sweet, like good men do. Oh, how could I know what I got in it? But your hands through my hair felt like waves in my spine. And you talked like a man, but you're 
thoughts will rhyme Is it bad that I don't feel a thing? Am I numb or am I crumbling? Was it just the dream that brought you? That night we fought about Bonneville Drowning out the light With those same two words Well, I guess I'll sleep in my shoes tonight You'll have to go back even further to my first session with Caroline uh, Which I'm sure you haven't gotten to that one yet but it um we were in florida that's how i know her and we were on um actually the farm i was working long story but um she came out there early morning and she was singing a song about um uh, a guy she used to love in england and i think she was engaged to the guy and everything um and it felt like we were in England, like we were on a farm land. I don't know. Because I, when I first put that session out, I was like, we might have flown to England for this. I don't know. <laughs> so it, if it was in the budget or not. Might be in England, might be in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you wouldn't, you, like, if you, could, you could look at it and be like, eh, maybe it is England. So. Yeah. And then. I think it's really cool when you you kind of get people like the uh, the Ira Wolf yeah uh, session or she's another van life person. It was yeah. that was my first time recording a musician that also van lifes full time. Well, she's part time, but she was full time for a little while. Um, yeah, that was a cool session being in her home state she's montana born and raised and uh actually a, a plant for a platform called ranch jams um they uh reminded me about ira wolf they're like hey you should try to reach out and i looked and i'm like well she's probably in nashville but you never know yeah and she's like yeah i'm here in montana let's meet up and i ended up camping that night uh, I guess for that year was the first time I saw snow because it was snowing and that would have been late fall of 2020. Yeah, and I just love that that, that Pictures on a Wall song yeah. has so many, you know, geographical yeah. references. I feel like that that is like very cool and fitting for, you know, your series. Yeah. Just cruising around to different places and, and hearing hearing all of her her lyrics about different places reminding her of things and whatnot yeah swam the beaches on the west coast i climbed the trees of caroline and i felt the city streets of boston underneath my feet heard the sound of subways down the line walked the lakesides of wisconsin in springs of Idaho And I could use a day or two Or even just an afternoon Getting myself lost in Chicago 
Without people knowing, that song means a lot to me, just because uh, of where I am now. Like I had, I do have a desire to someday hang pictures on a wall of my own house. And uh, there's so many sessions that, or so many, yeah, so many sessions that, like, I feel like these could be songs from my own life, um, which is a good thing, I think, for just these musicians. I feel like they. Uh, whether they realize it or not, um, there's uh, a lot of similarities. And yeah. I think some people just have like the right words for your life at times. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know, they just have a way of expressing them that, that really resonates. And it's like, Oh, this, this could just be my story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have any like big takeaways or, you know, Maybe just any any big revelations out, out on the road that that have uh, just kind of kept you going for what you're you're chasing after. Yeah, for anybody that needs kind of fuel, um, just know, you know, um, man, I should have had some sort of inspirational quote <laughs> for this ending part. No, no. But she, uh, just know, like. Uh, for one thing, if you need, you know, some sort of um, fuel or uh, you need uh, somebody, or you have questions about a van or whatever, or songwriting, uh, feel free to email me at a songcatcher at gmail.com. But, um, but yeah, um, if I can do it, anyone can. <laughs> we'll just- Amen. Oh, for real. <laughs> You're you're absolutely right. Like, it's just about just going after it. I yeah, think. there we um, go. Yeah, man. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can cool. keep up with what you're doing. But I uh, I really appreciate like the whole project and just your your pursuit of uh, chasing after something that you care about and kind of wanting to have a life that's super just super meaningful to mm-hmm. you and not. Uh, maybe settling for things that weren't suiting for you and yeah doing the band thing i just like i just can't imagine this hasn't added like so much um valuable perspective to your life meeting these different people and yeah hanging out with them and talking to them about their their tunes and where they come from and and life yeah yeah their their spirit definitely rubs off and you feel it um you know whether i'm with them for five minutes or a couple hours um i really appreciate you know everybody i've met up with because i wouldn't necessarily um be who i am today without you know meeting all those people um so yeah i'm super thankful for for them and for you um because i mean meeting you too i mean the energy i get from this is 
so great so thank you likewise man i appreciate you yeah. you taking the time and you know talking to me about your your story and your journey a bit and how yeah. you got wrapped up into all this and i just like i'm i'm stoked you're here and i look forward to to seeing what musicians you you link up with while you're uh yeah. calling portland your home and yep it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun seeing um you know where this all goes uh yeah i mean i'm all i already have plans johnny of 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 you know hanging out at the the song catcher ranch yep so <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that it all comes to fruition i think retreat i like retreat more than <laughs> either one <laughs> either one i'm there coming out to the range <laughs> i'm gonna have to get cows then i don't know uh i want to play it out with uh another track that's uh another session that makes a lot of geographical references and that's that's the most recent one that you put out cool is it is it reeb joe reeb or is it joe reb i i've been saying joe reb joe reb we're gonna play it out with this this joe reb tune called abilene yeah this just came out today abilene is in uh texas yeah do you know where abilene is i do my mom lived there for like a very short period of time i never went but she had some interesting things to say about it for her short period staying there so i didn't really get into much detail with him about why he chose Abilene, but he told me where it was. Um, so it's interesting. I would, I should have more of a conversation with him about why he chose Abilene, but yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a great tune. And, uh, like I said, all the links will be in the episode notes so you can keep up with Johnny and the a song catcher series. Check out the YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. He's covered a bunch of incredible artists, some on the radar, some off the radar, which I think I are know the you best have kind of fun. iTunes. Do you have uh do you have YouTube? I do. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. There's a YouTube deal. Rad. Yeah. Cool. Um I actually when I first started doing this podcast, I used to do a lot of in studio sessions. Okay. Where the bands would play the bands or artists would do three songs along with the chat. Yeah. So there's a bunch of videos up there from those. Like there's, oh, rad. there's some Isabel videos oh, cool. up there from, yeah, three or four years ago, right rad. after I first met her and a bunch of other yeah. amazing artists. Well, I hope there. you get back into that because we need kind of something like that. I don't think Portland has, you know, we, from my, there's a, there's like the bridge city sessions, which focuses a little oh, more, uh, like bridge punk city. rock and street punk and things like that. And those sessions are really great. Um, but yeah, we should have talked about like in the area. Cause I, I mean, we could talk about this out of the podcast, but, uh, who, you know, session, session wise. Yeah, absolutely. And your recommendations for people too. I will, uh, <laughs> I will definitely feed you some. <laughs> Thank you. I will create a list. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, yeah, man. We end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is it's a program. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> that's Wrong amazing, one. dude. That was that's clutch, dude. I yeah, I grew up a big sports video game person, so that that hits home for me. That was pretty much a, my only tagline. That was as good do. enough send off as any. But uh, if we could get the uh, the a song catcher, it's a program. It's a it's a program. It's a program. It's a program. There it is. You're already doing it. That's uh, it's Johnny. It's a program. He did it again. <laughs> He's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep doing a song catcher. So uh, hit subscribe. 
on the uh, on the YouTube channel. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you but, should. Yeah. You should. You should definitely give it a subscribe. But uh, yeah, man, appreciate the hang. Appreciate the chat. You giving me some of your time. Cheers. And uh, we're gonna play this thing out with Joe Reeb. Reb. Joe Reeb. Joe Reb. Either one. Abilene. That's the Jelly Jam. So we will catch you on the flip side, Portland or wherever you are listening to this from. I remember long nights and boxed wine, petty fights. I remember never going to bed alone. And I remember four tires and road trips and evening rides. And I remember pulling up to home. And I remember phone calls, staring down the bare walls of a hotel on the road. And I'm calling to let you know Abilene's 13 hours from Bowling Green And this old rig's running north out of New Orleans And it might just have been the wind in the evergreens But I believe I could hear you And I thought I heard you Calling each Abilene And I remember long runs From Detroit down to Houston And I remember Boston in the snow And I remember the hot sun Of a breakdown on I remember New Mexico And I remember that day Your telephone message changed To a voice I didn't know I left a message though Abilene's 13 hours from Bowling Green And this old rig Running north out of New Orleans and If you see her, won't you pass along the message, please Cause I believe I could hear her And I thought I heard her Calling east And I believe 13 hours from Bowling this old rig's running north out of New Orleans And it might just have been the wind in the evergreens But I believe I could hear you And I thought I heard you calling ease from Abilene Hey, just want to give a big shout out to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to DistroKid for their support of this thing. And make sure you go into the episode notes and find that DistroKid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership with DistroKid, making their 
already affordable prices, even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to DistroKid. Stay up, stay tuned.